How are you, Mr. Mark? I am well. Yes, indeed. Good. Feeling uh, a little bit busy, but mm. like you say, it is it is well. Mm-hmm. I am good. Yeah, we... Uh, go ahead. Here you go. No, you're set. We were discussing kombucha this morning. Yes, indeed. Because Mr. Mark got Congra- me... Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Yeah. He got me started brewing my own quiet time kombucha. <laughs> Although... And, and, I, and as, a, as a sample, yes, it's nice job. Very thank good. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's really, uh, I would say, cathartic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That may be overstated, but it's okay. slightly enjoyable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> where cathartic feels more therapeutic, maybe. Yeah, but it, there's a point where well, it, maybe that's true, it, it offers you a sense of relaxation or just kind of a, yeah. a mindfulness to be able to kind of do a thing that is yeah. different. And, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. I've started, so uh, this is my second week of bottling. So, you know, it's. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I've been doing the flavors Mark suggested <laughs> raspberry ginger. There you go. But I also did a few. Raspberry lemon. Those oh, wow. Are also very good. Yeah. Almost, you know, very lemonade Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Uh, for the amount of lemon I put in. It was surprising. Yeah. Um, and I started Googling, like, all these other flavors, and I got there's, a bunch of fun Oh, there's a bunch. Fun ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, Mark. Thanks oh, for turning me on to that. No. It is a weird hobby. I hear you. The SCOBY thing, man. If you don't, if you don't know, <laughs> look it up. Um, or, or you if know, you need one, let us one. know. I was gonna say, <laughs> exactly. yeah. If you need one, you want to start your own kombucha, let us know. Yes. We can hook you up with a SCOBY and the syrup to start it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really crazy and cool that that's a thing. And it, and the neat part of it is, it's like you can make a bunch. Yeah. For very little expense yes. in comparison. If you're really a kombucha consumer, yeah. Yeah. You can you can you can make six bottles for what one would cost. Yeah. You know, that, if you're basically huh. buying at retail, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe more. Well, I guess I mean it would depend on the flavorings yeah. you use and True. if you count, you know, the cost of each tea bag and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you buy those tea bags in bulk and they get real oh, cheap. Oh, yeah. 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 No, there's yeah. no doubt there. But like you say, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, and, and granted, even the flavorings that you think of, you know, you can probably get two batches out of those, you know, even yeah. raspberries, you know. Yeah. It's not yeah. like they don't cost you anything. But That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And I also, in my learnings, you know, you can use frozen fruits, so then it's going to last and, you know, oh, it's sure. cheaper too. Um, the key they said is just make sure it's thawed before you put it in, but um, sure. But that that yeah, so then your expense goes down even more. I think true that. It's yeah, very, it's very it's very cool. Yeah, well, congratulations Thank on you. your first but your first batch. Thank it's got to be kind of a rewarding experience. It is, it, yeah. it is especially, yeah. and and I think that it's neat. You know, in that process, we. I think in some ways as a culture, we don't wait for much anymore. I know. <laughs> like I had to wait a, a week, right? Yeah. Well, two. Well, two. Full, yeah. Totally. You wouldn't have to wait two weeks, but yeah. yeah. 
for yeah. the for the uh, carbonation a week to and go three days ish. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You're at least ten days, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to really want to try it. But I also did it because it looked weird and gross. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not too yeah. <laughs> excited about it. But I also was, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good times. And then yeah. oh, I used uh, home my homegrown ginger because we I have some ginger plant out yeah. there, and um, so that's also fun. Just kind of using your own. So that that yep. also saves on the the cost, right? Sure, you're using your own stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some lemons about to be ripe, so I'll be there using those. And, yeah. So yeah, that's what this episode's We've, about, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> We've done some muscadine as well with just oh, the grapes, yeah. and that's a, yeah, it's very that's sweet. A good idea. Yeah, yeah. I put some ginger in with that to add a little tartness, but yeah, yeah, just just the muscadines themselves made it very sweet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, a sweet sweet person. You don't like if, the super yeah, sweet if it one. tastes like Kool Aid, I'm not a big fan. You know, don't drink the yeah. Kool Aid. <laughs> See, I feel like mine kind of tastes like Kool Aid, and I ah, enjoy it. But it's a good Kool Aid. It is a good. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, ginger does kind of help moderate the yeah yeah so when you think of other things that take a process of time yes that's very you know things <laughs> that are very difficult to do instantly what yes. comes to mind uh <laughs> it's funny because mark will ask these really wonderful segue <laughs> leading questions <laughs> i know what the topic is and uh so i know that's the answer yeah, no, no, I'm but, not. Uh, I'm not asking for that answer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm honestly asking. This happens very, re- fairly regularly. I'm like, I gotta think of an answer that I would try and think of anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think All of right. anything? And one more time, ask the question. When you think of things that take time and you yeah, can't that get our, it right our away. help, you know, that's something that's a process of time. Yeah. It takes a process of time. You know, yeah. what comes to mind? Well, you know, it goes. It reminds me of our planting things episode where sure. we talked a lot about growing things, growth, right? Growth, sure. You know, growth takes time. Yeah. Seeds. Growth generally, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good example. I also think um, prayer, answers to prayer. Okay. Often, sure. you know. Sure, we have to wait yeah. at times to see... Yeah. The fruition either of of prayer or answers mm-hmm. to prayer or, you know, or so, that, you know, clarity and direction. Yeah. yeah. Megan jokes a lot of times that um, she'll pray about something and then say, all right, now what do you want me to do? And then, she, mm. you know, she'll kind of uh, try and take on the job of, of doing the work. Of you doing. Know, yeah. Versus uh, being. Yeah, get, rather yeah. than waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I I relate to that very much too. It, sure, the, the best prayer is the ones where you you ask for you know help and you ask for direction or whatever, and then you just wait. That I, I find in my life those are the best, but they're also much difficult. harder. Difficult, <laughs> sure. Just going, sure. All right, I think I have the game plan. God, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think parenting is a matter of time. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, you, yeah it's kind of like an investment, right? Yeah, in some ways, I mean, of course, you can become a parent. Not that you become a parent. Well, you can become a you become a parent ooh, instantly, ooh, ooh. you know, in some ways. Speaking but yeah, of, you still have to wait nine months for the you know that's for true. a child to arrive. You know that that's kind longer of thing. than my one week for kombucha. That's for sure. <laughs> sure is <laughs> that process takes a lot longer. All right, speaking of a parent. A parent? Is this obvious to see? Is that what no, you I mean got, by a parent? I got a dad oh. joke for you. Okay, go for it. When does a joke become <laughs> a dad joke? When a dad tells it. No. 
Oh. When the joke becomes apparent. Ah, I hear you. Yes. Yes. I, the word, the, when you said the word apparent, I should have, I should have, I should have. Yes. Uh, but that's, that's a good dad our, joke. Yes. yes. And I think Morgan in our small group shared that with me. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very thankful for her. Sure. Shout out to Morgan. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, other things. That take a process of time. Yes. Yeah. So do you want to say the thing? That oh, it's completely up to you. I have no issues. I want go ahead. Okay. And I and I think I want to see how you I want to see you connect it. Oh yeah. Well, the reality <laughs> of it is I think forgiveness yeah. is also, you know, something that we can offer, you know, that's a mm-hmm. uh you know, instantaneous thing, but at times I also think it becomes a process of time to where mm-hmm. I think sometimes depending on the level of hurt, you know, forgiveness can be you know, a matter of having to revisit hmm. that desire over and over again in such a way that says, yeah, I, I've forgiven this person, but at the same time, kind of like that prayer you were talking about, I have to kind of come back to God again hmm. on that issue because it's like, and I, and I think it's important in the process of talking about forgiveness to recognize the difference um, between forgiving and forgetting. Yeah. You know, I think we can tend to get those two confused to the point of, and I think people struggle with, well, have I really forgiven this person or keeps coming up in my mind? Yeah. 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 This is, this is going to be a good topic. Um, (laughs) It's actually a a great, like a bookend to the apology styles, right? Uh, oh sure. Uh, we were trying to figure out if we did this topic before. We we uh, uh, tend to look through our list before we commit to the yes. topic because at this point, eighty some in, it's like you know <laughs> we could have uh, part two and not know it, right? But, right. Um. But yeah, we hadn't done forgiveness. But as you were just talking, I was like, oh right, we talked about apology though, sure. which is not the same. That no. Is the, that's again, it's like the bookend, right? So this yeah. will be. I would encourage you to listen to that one because I think this will. Uh, book in that one pretty nicely but um yeah i think too forgiveness sometimes can take time on the receiving end which is kind of goes into the apology loves you know apology sure. styles sure. thing where yeah your version of forgiveness um you might expect a type of response um mm. you know immediately sure that you might not get uh, yeah depending on how someone apology apologies apologizes or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, you know, the ability to forgive, you know, isn't necessarily, I think sometimes we can get it confused when, uh, forgiveness isn't necessarily reciprocal. Yeah. I ask you to forgive me. And yet just because I'm in that space, I'm in that awareness that I need to ask for your forgiveness. That doesn't mean you're in the same space of offering that at the moment. Yeah. And that can be a difficult dynamic. I think forgiveness is something like most things that we talk about, or, you know, just most things that takes practice to get good at. Right. Mm. And, um, if you're, if you tend to resist forgiveness or, you know, tend to, you know, stick to the kind of the resentment side of things or whatever. Holding a grudge. Right. And sure. you, maybe you 
maybe you're starting to transition to I want to be more forgiving or whatever, mm-hmm. you might have some expectations about what forgiveness looks like. Sure. And I think what you just described might, was probably one where you would assume, well, if I'm going to stoop this low, you know, and I'm mm. going to forgive, like, and I'm, I'm going to go there. Yeah. And I better darn receive it by, you know, they better yeah. forgive well, me for my stuff. Or, what uh, do you hear there? When pride. You, yeah. 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 And I think, and, go ahead. That's the antithesis, right? Of sure. Forgiveness, I would say. No, that's exactly what, because I think, you know, so often that, that desire or the willingness, if you will, to humble ourselves to the point of asking for forgiveness is like you say, the antidote, if you will, to pride, because it's like, you know, we can easily say, well, I was justified or we can, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we can talk about the things that I, that you did that, that quote unquote made me do that type Mm -hmm. thing, you know? And I, that's where I was definitely thinking about it from that aspect of, you know, what does, what does forgiveness look yeah. like and how do we do it well? Well, we, uh, I recently heard a teaching on this, by our good friend, Karen, mm-hmm. and, um, she said, and I agree that forgiveness, um, the, the, the enemy to forgiveness is pride, whether you're trying to give forgiveness or request it, mm, right? Sure. Um, sure. when you're trying to forgive someone your natural desires like we're i was just saying like to have that resentment to say you know they don't deserve forgiveness so why should i give it kind of thing that's that pride or vice versa like well that's it's their fault too why should i apologize that kind of thing and yeah it's the enemy of forgiveness i'm in both directions sure but yes yeah yeah i um in celebrate recovery we have a step called amends Mm mm-hmm and um, it's essentially a forgiveness step. Um, the desire is, you know, real quick breakdown of the steps, simplified version. Like you kind of enter the program and we work through some denial and some powerless steps to kind of figure out like, I don't have it. I need help. Mm-hmm. I, I have b- bigger problems than I realize, that kind of thing. And then we move into kind of some hope and higher power and this idea that, okay, now that I recognize I don't have what it takes, there is something that does, and it's called sure. my higher power, Jesus Christ, you know? And mm-hmm. and in that process, we then enter into what we call the inventory process where, mm-hmm. all right, now that we know we have something above ourselves that can help us through this, you know? Um, oh, and then there's also a development of community step that says, all right, start building a team of accountability partners or sponsors, sure. you know, that kind of thing. And then you start working through your inventory, which is basically, you know, dig up all the dirty mm-hmm. laundry from your, your past, you know, unroll all the rugs you swept stuff under, mm-hmm. you know. Open um, all the closet doors. Yeah, open all the closet doors. Yeah. yeah. P- peel back the band-aids that got festering wounds in them. You sure. Know, like do all the things uh, and, and do, you know, do a th- as thorough a job as you can, mm-hmm. kind of digging all that stuff up and get it written down in a clear way, you know, systematically, we have mm-hmm. a systematic approach and then you move into the fifth step, which is giving your inventory to someone else, which sounds mm-hmm. appalling. And if, if you've mm-hmm. never heard of recovery and kind of the steps, you might go, why would you do that? You know, mm-hmm. even the, the inventory part, like why would you go back and dig up old stuff? You know, mm-hmm. um, just trust me, it works. <laughs> but after you get to that, you know, you kind of, as you give your, uh, inventory, you start to process your part in, sure. in these things because 
in almost everything, you know, maybe abuse being uh, the know, exception. Sometimes the exception. Sometimes, right, right there. Depending on gets, which side of the abuse you were on. Right. But yeah. as as someone who's abused, uh, I've definitely heard uh, testimonies from people who admitted that they were asking for. Now, don't. This is a, this is a scary thing to say, right? Because you never want to put the victim in a place of blame. Mm. But I've, I'm just saying I've heard people acknowledge their side in that. Sure. And there's healing that comes from that. Um, mm. Anyway, I don't even want to say that. I feel like that's... Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. No, I hear where you um, come from. But anyway, as you process through all these things, you get to a place of, okay, it's a men's time. Sure. It's time for me to make the apologies I need to make and give forgiveness I need to forgive. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that's where that teaching we recently heard, re- recently heard was from. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite aspects to that teaching and that principle mm-hmm. is we say not for them. <laughs> sure. And it's just one little sentence we say. It, it gets included in the material and every time that's taught and it means so much. It's this idea that when I ask for forgiveness or, you know, when I apologize, mm-hmm. Apologizing and asking for forgiveness aren't exactly the same thing, right? I hear you. Um, I mean, they can be, but I'm yeah, saying they like they can be one in the same, as, right. but they don't have to be. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of the amend step is more focused on the apology than mm-hmm. the asking for forgiveness. In other words, I'm not asking anything from you. I'm doing this for my side of the street, clean up my side of the street. And so I'm going to apologize and take full ownership and responsibility on my part. Kind of a confession, if you will. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a way that does ask for forgiveness, but doesn't expect it. Sure. Um, And it's the idea is, and we say not for them, it means when I go to apologize, I'm not trying to make you better. Sure. Because that's the tendency, that's the desire. And again, if you're not good at, this whole thing of amends, that would be your kind of first expectation is that mm. this is going to make them feel better and they'll forgive me and we'll have, you know, this mm-hmm. magical moment. And we're, it's really trying to set up this idea that, and a lot of times when you're in recovery, the people you heard, that's one little apology, you know, or maybe very heartfelt, right? Sure. Uh, is, is it necessarily going to release all the binds, you know, right. of, or, you know, yeah. repair all the broken strands in the relationship that you've caused over the, sure. the years and whatever. And I think that's the difficult part to see. It's like, you know, yes, you're, you're offering this amend, but it's like, you've done this for years yeah. and I'm supposed to just forgive yeah. you because now you've come to recognize it. And this heart has been, you know, this hurt has been in, inflict upon me for a long time, you know? So yeah, being able to recognize that, yeah, that forgiveness piece can be a process of time if we're looking at it in a reciprocal manner. And yet, you know, there is a, there is a freedom. There is a, I won't, I don't like the word instantaneous necessarily, but there is a instantaneous dynamic to being able to ask forgiveness you know, that is, is part of that process, yeah. but it's not and giving it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make it necessarily immediate in a reciprocal manner. Yeah. That's good. I like, yeah. I like what Go you're ahead. saying. Cause there's two benefits. There's the short term and the long term. Because sure. in most cases, but you know, again, the, the, the material and the, the process would explain to you sometimes you won't get the short term. And so you shouldn't mm-hmm. expect that. That's exactly. kind of what the not for them is. It's, right. But there's still, if you're doing it for the right reasons, 
a certain release that can happen in, sure. in your own integrity. No, says, no doubt. I, I'm make, making this thing right, and this is where it starts. You know? Yeah. But long term is this is where it starts, right? Yeah. Um, especially if it's someone that's actively in your life. There, now there might be amends you make to someone that's kind of an impassing type mm-hmm. of person, and mm-hmm. it's it's a one and done deal, and they're like, okay, all right. right. I hear you. No problem, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they're like, it doesn't matter to them, but it mattered to you. And that's why you do it. You know? Right. But for most people, it's a short term. All right. I started the journey, you know, sure. with, with, with the process. But yeah, like you said, at the very beginning time. Yeah. That, Cause like, again, like you said, they're, they're thinking about all the times that mm-hmm. we messed up and all the, the, the ways. And so it's going to take time to prove that's not the person I am anymore. Sure. And that's true of all forgiveness and all, you know, asking yeah. for forgiveness, whether you're in recovery or not. Like, it doesn't mean a whole lot if your intention is not to change. Sure. Right? Yeah. In fact, it and can I actually set the relationship And I think people need to see that. Yeah. I think that is a part of forgiveness. You know, um, the, there, is, there is also this aspect of turning away from that action that I had before. You know, uh, that's another step in the process is that yeah. turning, you know, that says, okay, yeah, you can see mm-hmm. that my desire to be forgiven is heartfelt because I'm really making a conscious effort not to interact in that way anymore. Yeah. Not that I might not have to ask forgiveness again when I slip or if I slip, I should say, but at the same time, the, the, you can see that there's a sincerity that says, yeah, I'm, I'm really working to create a change here mm-hmm. and I'm recognizing. And I think that there again, that becomes part of humility, that ability to say, okay, yep, I did that thing again mm-hmm. and I realize it has an impact on you. And, you know, and I think that, I think that's what makes it. And I think that's when scripture talks about, you know, well, how many times should we forgive someone, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think there is this process that wants to say, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you ask for, you ask me for forgiveness every time you're sorry, you know? Yeah. And I think we can kind of, you know, the, the word can get, you know, overused in such a way that, you know, questions the sincerity of the action. So, yeah, it's just a. Which goes to the apology styles again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what was that quote? You had a quote. Oh, I you... did have a quote from one of our... Uh... Mark is doing a very rare thing. I am. I'm looking He's looking some. at his phone. Uh, in the during, midst of... In a, the midst of... I, I, is it Usually fair, that's my... Uh... Is it fair to say this would be a first? I believe so. It'd be pretty close. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. It was... Usually his phone's like in his truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ruger's making phone calls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, this is from Ruth, uh, Ruth, Ruth Bell Graham said, mm-hmm. a happy marriage is the union of two forgivers. Mm-hmm. If you truly want Christ at the center of your marriage, forgiveness must be ready and waiting. That's good. Yeah, that was shared by someone in our small group, and I mm-hmm. and I and I was thinking about it in Look that. Look at con- us quoting our quoters in our small group. There you go, Ruth Graham Bell, indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth Bell Graham, I guess this way. Yeah. But either way, someone related to Jimmy. 
No, not Jim. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Sorry. <laughs> Billy, Jimmy. See, I get Jimmy mixed up with Billy sometimes. Yeah. Jimmy in our small group because he just reminds me. Of Billy. Yeah. Of Billy Graham. <laughs> He's Fair a preacher. Enough. He's a preacher. Yeah. But yeah, that, that ask, I like that because I've always heard, you know, the t- marriages, um, you know, the best marriages are two servants in love. And, you know, to think about it, two forgivers mm. in love. Because you, you realize, I mean, I realize in a lot of cases you're married to a human being, an imperfect yeah. person. Yeah. So to recognize that, yeah, there won't be any flaws in our that's that those expectations are too high. Yeah. So to be able to recognize at mm. times that, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. So, and you're going to make mistakes. Mm. So therefore, you know, this, this desire to be a forgiver helps me extend grace, you know, to you yeah. and recognize I need your grace, mm. you know, at times when I, when I'm the one that, you know, made the mistake type thing. And I like that context because you think about it, if, if humility is the basis of forgiveness or the desire, it keeps pride from like creating that division. Because yeah. what you, you, when you think about what pride mm-hmm. does in a relationship, that's that's basically all yeah. it does is create division. Yep. You know, and I yep. think about that in that context, you know, that Satan's desire is to divide and conquer type thing, you know, and I think pride is that one of those one of those tools mm-hmm. that he can use to create mm-hmm. that division and, you know, mm-hmm. and therefore because I think, you know, the I think we can tend to think about forgiveness as something like, you know, you know, in a, in a relationship at times, you know, we can think about, well, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, I spattered toothpaste on the mirror, you know, but in reality, there's a lot of deeper things that are far more difficult to forgive when we think of, you know, infidelity or, you know, just those, those deeper things of the heart. Mm -hmm. It's like, There is that part of us that would, if we wrestle with that or, you know, if we have wrestled with that, it's like, okay, what does that forgiveness look like? Mm -hmm. And how do I offer that, Mm -hmm. you know, in the midst of unfaithfulness or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, deception or lies or, you know, those kind of things, because you, you, you have a choice Mm -hmm. at that moment. And it's like, if, if I, if I forgive, I'm actually putting myself back in a vulnerable position again. Yeah. And yet I think, you know, we've, and I think we have talked about vulnerability before, you know, and the power of it, Yeah. but yet Mm. in our culture, that's not necessarily something that's viewed as valuable. Right. It's also completed with weakness, which... Sure. I think we talked about in that episode that sometimes if you learn to be vulnerable in mm. a, you know a certain way, it, it becomes a form of strength. Yes, I believe, no doubt. You know, and no so doubt. being able to forgive someone and put yourself back in that you know vulnerable state of connection again um, is a strength that's much stronger than not forgiving and sure, whole, you know, yeah, yeah, but it feels much weak you know like you're much weaker no doubt in some senses that that makes sense but i'm just saying like that's a strength that 
I, I think a lot a lot of people maybe never even taste that strength yeah. of vulnerability. Sure. To be able to say, I'm going to... In other words, when I'm vulnerable, <clears throat> I'm not uh, um, losing a support that I was leaning on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can still stand straight while being vulnerable. Sure. And that takes, I think, practice and maybe skill even to, to learn that. Yeah. That I can be vulnerable without falling over. Yeah. Does that make sense? And, it, and it, well, I think in some ways it... It it helps define a relationship in a healthy manner that basically yeah. says, you know, I'm not dependent upon you. I am in I am interdependent, yeah. you know, with Christ to be able to have a strength that says, OK, if you forgive me or you don't forgive me, I'm still going to be OK. Yeah. And I'm going to you know, I can move forward, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm OK if even I'm okay. Even if this relationship experienced some momentary distance, yeah, because you know we're processing this dynamic of forgiveness, and it, you know, kind of the, the strength of forgiveness, or you know, that vulnerability piece. It reminds me of that that quote: "What uh, forgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting right. somebody else to expecting the rat to die." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not forgiving actually. Yeah, is like drinking poison. Holding a grudge. Holding, Holding a grudge, a grudge yes. is like drinking poison, expecting the rat to die. Or someone else, right. yes. Right. Yeah, and so I think about it in that when you were talking about taste, you know, that's what kind of comes to mind. It's like, yeah, it can be mm-hmm. a bitter thing. Yeah. You know, but yet it, there is a freedom that's available in that that it can eventually overcome the bitterness. Yeah, absolutely. In and will. Yes. Um, well, you know, if, if you don't let the pride kind of get back in there. Exactly. Work your way back into your previous state or double it. Cause yeah. So that's the thing a lot of times too is forgiveness. That's what I was saying. I think it takes practice. Sure. To get good at it because again, maybe as you, your first few forays into truth, you know, like forgiving a significant thing against you, you would have this expectation. All right. That's behind us. Whew. Sure. You know, yep. where, you know, like you said, we're imperfect humans, and by imperfect, we have habits. Yep. And those habits tend to surface and hurt others in the same way. Yeah. You know, over and over, like in, you know, your toothpaste spattered on the, the mm-hmm. wall, right? Like or on the mirror thing, I think mm-hmm. is a good example of that. Like that can really, you know, and the, like that's just a, one example, but socks on the floor, sure. you know, whatever it is. um, It can become this grating thing. Right, sure. that becomes bigger and bigger, and then other things start getting attached to it, or it, it gets attached to other things. Like you don't care for me because if you did, I would see it through things like yeah, the toothpaste spattered on the you mirror. You wipe it off the mirror, right? You yeah. just you know you it takes no care. effort. It clearly, it's very clear that there you don't care, right? Mm-hmm. And and so now I know, and that's why you did this other thing too, is because you mm-hmm. don't care, right? And it mm-hmm. starts to build and grow and fester and. And then we might come to this, come to Jesus moment where we say, I'm going to forgive him mm-hmm. with my good heart. And we go forgive him or her and say, I forgive you for that. And I know you're just human and all whatever. And and again, if you're unpracticed, mm. there likely will be this expectation that we've gained new ground. Mm. That's you? only true on the forgiver side if you mean it, right? Like sure. I, there's not like, 
again, not for them. There shouldn't be an expectation that that person then is going to go, man, I'm so thankful that they're willing to forgive me for that. And I'm, mm. I'm really, I'm really going to change my ways here and start wiping the toothpaste off the mirror or whatever. Um, that's very unlikely with yeah. the first forgiveness session, right? Like mm. you're probably going to find it. Maybe you'll, it, maybe it'll be clean for a week or two. Yeah. And I think I, I, I recognize, or I, I, it's interesting as you think about that, because quite often I'll, when I'm working with couples, I'll, you know, I'll address that, you mm. know, that process of, okay, yeah, there's been this offense, whether it's pornography or, you know, this kind of thing in it. And, the, and there's this aspect where I, I kind of, it's almost like a gauge for me that basically mm. kind of says like the skill level well, assessment. It, yeah. It's like, a, it's kind of, but I'm actually gauging the willingness of the individual to forgive. It's like, okay. And I'm recognizing that I don't want, we don't want this to happen again, but what if it does, Yeah, you know, in this process of change, cause it's not a, this isn't going to be, or likely won't be, you know, it rarely is something a cold turkey quit, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's smoking, alcohol, you know, pornography. And I, and I think about it in that context because not that I'm excusing the behavior at right. all, but yet to basically change a cycle, mm. you know, to, to turn that mm. is rarely going to happen in just one instant. Yeah. You know, if we think of when I think of my own mistakes, my own failures, it's like, rarely are the times when I failed once I asked for forgiveness and I moved on and was done. Right. Not that there wasn't a desire to turn right. and, you know, and I think it's interesting too, cause there's another dynamic that I've seen, you know, in relationship, especially where, you know, like infidelity or, you know, it's very, when, where infidelity is involved, I think it's very important to be able to be mindful of who I tell about that mm -hmm. because it, it's interesting, even with, mm -hmm. even with divorce and things like that, I've seen where the two individuals, you know, who experience, you know, husband and wife, you know, who get divorced, their ability to forgive one another is far greater than their family's right. ability to forgive the yep. ex-spouse, yeah. you know, that that my siblings, you know, would have a much harder time, you know, forgiving my ex-spouse. And I don't, I think that's something that it's yeah. always been fascinating to me, mm. you know, how when someone hurts someone who is close to us, mm -hmm. how difficult that process is to forgive when yeah. you, when you, when you think about, you know, sense. yeah, yeah right. someone yeah. who hurts your kids or someone who yeah. hurts, you know, yeah. You know, it's just there, there's a, there's a deeper level there yeah. that, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's fascinating and powerful at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good, good thought. And it's not like, you know, we, it's sometimes we just don't recognize that how far those things go. Right. You know, the consequences of sin, if you will. Yeah. You know, we don't recognize yeah. how many people are impacted. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, um, yeah, it makes me think of, uh, again, it's, it's, it's part of my process of recovery and, and things mm. that I've learned that one of the things I, need to continually process is resentment hmm. and um and it's it's just something i've learned you know that's a it's a weakness of mine to and, hmm. and i can see it almost in a familial way of like 
being passed down in a sense and various other family members where there's there's a a kind of a trait a tendency towards resentment in and yeah like just really i would i would say being hurt by things more than it should be right like that's kind of how i would define the resentment sure for me it's about the way i get back to a normal level of understanding of how that situation did is processing it with someone else which I've learned over the years of recovery or whatever that it has to be a very safe environment, very safe mm. relationship where there's an understanding between us that this is never ever meant for you to be on my side. <laughs> you I know? got you. Yeah. I have no desire for, for that at all. What I need is someone to push back on me and say, "Have you considered this?" And have sure, you, you know that kind of thing. Um, because kind of like what you're saying, like uh, there's a danger there in sharing our hurts in our resentments with someone else and then them carrying that burden and then me going, okay, now my burden's lighter. I can move on Mm -hmm. with my life, but now they're carrying it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, now I can forgive my spouse because I told my, all my siblings and you know, I feel Mm -hmm. better and I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. And they're all left holding this baggage, you know, saying, kind of poisoned the well type thing as you would prefer to. I was thinking about that in the context of, as you mentioned, and here again, I'm, I'm, curious on your perspective because you bring it up from that transgenerational dynamic of you know Mm. resentment being handed down how would you say that has affected your ability to forgive extend forgiveness in other words do you see that i mean i'm not looking for an obvious answer i'm looking for the you know how has that well I mean, without working on it, it makes it way harder to forgive. Is that what you're asking? Well, that's I, I, I guess, guess that's not, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. would be that would be my thought. I mean, I guess I'm just saying that's not something that I wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have plenty of other things that I do wrestle with, but resentment isn't necessarily one mm-hmm. of those things. I find myself on that I'm side. Jealous. Well, I, I like also to struggle say, with jealousy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, and I guess that's that's why I'm asking the yeah. question. You know, because I'm yes. thinking about it in a context of people who wrestle with mm. that resentment to be able to speak with to that i mean i i can certainly speak to it yeah um i'll say it makes forgiveness way harder i mean because mm. it's kind of that toothpaste batter concept that i was saying like when you see that toothpaste batter you associate it with a much bigger nefarious mm. you know kind of thing going on um you know so you in some ways it's not only the toothpaste, but it explains why they did that and that and yes. that and that. Yep. And they just don't, they just don't care about you. Well, does it go, I mean, um, like a ruminating type thing? Yes. So I've, you know, there's, there's kind of two sides to us, our emotional side and our brain side, I would sure. say, you know, when it comes to kind of processing things like this. And mm-hmm. for me, it's it's definitely the emotional side is the side that's triggered, which, you know, I, I, I don't I don't like to admit that makes me like a, you know, an emotional man. Right. Like, but mm. I've just learned that that's true. Like it's the emotions that are triggered most often. A sense of insecurity probably is the most probably the most triggering one. Um and so, you know, all these emotions flare up and it starts, those emotions trigger my thinking and my thinking about why would they do that and kind of processing all these things. But at the end of the day, being in, in CR long enough and seeing, just seeing 
truth play out recognizing like there's it's probably not as evil right Mm. like more than likely they are like me and that they are centered on themselves and the actions that are you know the things that are happening is a result of them not necessarily considering me Mm. which is not the same thing as they don't want me to succeed or they want me to you know fail whatever whatever Mm. the thing is you know uh, they, they don't or they don't like me. They don't me. care about you. Um, it, yeah, and it, or even that. Like, I look at you and I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's more like, no, I'm looking at me. And I I'm trying you. to take care of my stuff. And I, I got all these. And I don't even mean that in like a self-centered, selfish way. I mean, like, their work, they their life is hard too. And they, they're fo- focused on solving their own life's problems. And sure. they're not necessarily always aware of the fact that it's impacting me. Right? Sure. So there's this brain emotion battle that mm-hmm. kind of goes back and forth. And usually I don't have a, I shouldn't say usually, I'm getting better at it, like kind of coming to a resolution, but um, I've needed for a long time the ability to process with someone else and kind of work through it. And even mm-hmm. just talking through it often will give bring me to a, a, a good conclusion of, okay, it's probably not some evil thing. It's probably mm-hmm. just this, and I can forgive that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but the other thing that a struggle is someone who struggles with resentment is that you do all that work and it takes, you know, some mm. effort and then you see the toothpaste batter again and you're, mm. you you kind of have to do it all again. I hear you. But now you have the tools, you have the pattern, you can work through all of that and go mm. and kind of arrive at the same conclusion. But then you see it again. You yeah. Know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there is something to this. They're evil. <laughs> you I know? Kinda. Yeah. And it's, uh, that's that, that's that time process, really. Yeah. The combination of growth and being able yeah. to forgive and move beyond the resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. But I guess back to what very beginning of the conversation, um, forgiveness is ongoing. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that toothpaste, there's no guarantee that toothpaste is not going to be spattered. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, obviously that's a metaphor, right? For whatever the thing is, but there's no guarantee that this session of forgiveness is going to be the last one. So that's part of the process too, is recognizing more of that. The coming to a resolution in my mind that is more pattern based hmm. and saying, therefore they are, there's a good chance that this will happen again, but I can understand it. Right? Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's the that's why I was thinking as you were sharing a lot of what you were sharing in the resentment has to do with the way that I think about that other person who has offended me. Yeah. And yet I'm also willing to recognize on the other half of the resentment is the person who's holding on to it and maybe in some ways that I'm not inability is the wrong word, but you know that that self-awareness I'll call it that basically says well I have this other thing that I do because I think in that aspect of resentment I can see myself as elevated yes and I'm you know I'm the one on the throne who has been offended yeah and I I was thinking about that in that context of you know because I think a lot of Hmm. what we're talking about takes both self-awareness and others awareness you know, yeah. and being able to say, okay, w- mm. that's how I think about them. But wait a second, what does that really say about me? And what, how am I looking at this? And what is my vantage yeah. in that process? 
Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because I I didn't really make that clear, but that's certainly been. And I'm not accusing you of having it elevated. I apologize. No, that I would say that's exactly what happens in the flare up, right? Okay, like this, definitely this elevated. You you mess with my throne or whatever (laughs) kind of. Yeah, and I would say that what you just described is definitely part of the tool set um, to kind of recognize my part in it and. How could I have contributed to this? And is there maybe I'm doing something that hurts them that causes them to do that? And I'm not aware of it. And I'm kind of processing through. Maybe I did. Maybe I said that a certain way and kind of sure. trying to take more of it onto myself. And I would even say for a while, maybe I went too far that way. I gotcha. Right where I would take, I'd be like, well, it's it's my fault. Okay, I feel it's better. It's all my, it's my fault. fault. And I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I think it wasn't like I was beating myself up yeah, about yeah. it. It just gave me some release in the situation. Okay, sure. all right, that's fine. It's my fault. All right, good. Yeah. Let's move on, kind of thing. Um, but again, I think I that became a crutch too. I gotcha. And it started to become clear, like you know, it's not always my fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And having to learn how to forgive when it isn't my fault. Yes. And so that's been a journey too. You know. And, yeah. And now and fi- it's kind of and finding that balance, yes. if you will. And I know, you know, when we do an inventory, that kind of thing, they will encourage you to have a balanced inventory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about the people that have offended me and it's not all about the people that I have offended. It's this combination mm-hmm. thereof. And I think that's helpful yeah. in this process of forgiveness to be able to recognize that, yes, there are some people I whether a person asks me for forgiveness or not, I can extend that, you know, and quite often I'll wrestle with that with people, you know, in session about, you know, uh, you know, maybe parents or somebody who has passed away, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's a tremendous power in that ability to be able to say, yeah, you can't talk with that person. You can't ask that, but you can still extend forgiveness, you know, even, even, Mm -hmm. you know, postmortem type thing Mm -hmm. to, you know, says, Hey, yeah, this is something that I'm holding on to and it's beneficial for me to let go of that. Yeah. Even though it will have no effect on that mm-hmm. other individual whatsoever. It had you yeah. know. Yeah, one of the things that's in the amends teaching that's super important to I think anytime you talk about forgiveness, it's important to talk about this, that forgiveness is not um excusing someone's behavior. Sure. And again, that's another conflation that happens. It's like, yep. well, if I forgive this them, then that means it's okay what they did. No, absolutely doesn't. Yeah. It does not. They're not the same thing. Yeah. And forgiveness is not condoning or accepting poor behavior. Yeah. It's saying, I forgive you. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very distinct action that's not, should not be completed. And I think it's interesting, even if I may, to take that one step further when Jesus was on the cross. To be able to say, you know, in his prayer, he's basically saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, Mm -hmm. you know, in that process. It's like and sometimes that's that's what those, you know, small egregiences like the toothpaste are, you know, it's like the person doesn't even know it sometimes. And we can harbor that, you know, and we don't want to necessarily say anything dependent on personality style. But yet, you know, or other time on the other end, you can nag and nag and, you know, and it doesn't. So it's like, you know, for and I was that's what reminded me of. It's like, forgive them for they know not what they Mm do and being able to recognize Mm -hmm. I have some things that I don't know that I'm doing to other people as well. Right. You know, it's not a, it's not a nefarious type, 
you know, endeavor on my part yeah. to be able to say, well, yeah, I'm more important. It's just a matter of me being me and sometimes being clueless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 And yeah, there's, just, there's so many directions to yeah. go with this. I think about uh, newlyweds too. Mm. And I think, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, the hard thing there becomes these patterns start to become apparent. And again, depending on you know, everyone grew up in different family situations. So sure. when you join together, you come in with that baggage and those expectations of this is how families do family. Right. Right. And this person doesn't do family like we do family and therefore they don't care. <laughs> they, you know, yeah. it's like, it's so easy to quickly conflate that with, uh, you know, they don't love me the way I thought they loved me or whatever. Yeah. And, Different is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just this learning process of forgiveness mm. of all these little offenses, but also learning where boundaries should be and where we say, mm. you know, the toothpaste thing, that's something that really bothers me. I'd really like you to do better there mm -hmm. and like having, trying to have a boundary there. And then when they don't say, all right, I'll <laughs> clean it. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's a, this hard balance to figure out what battles are worth fighting. And when you, I, mm. I want to say, you know, newlyweds, I think it can be difficult because it feels like every battle is worth fighting because every mm. battle represents winning or losing the war almost, sure. right? Like, well, you think about you that do with it parenting like that. How well. can we be married if you do it like that? Yeah. 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 yeah parenting is. Another, yeah. Well, you know, you got to pick your battles Yeah. to that, yeah. to that degree. And yeah. like you're saying, and you know, early, early marriage, newlyweds, you know, it's like mm -hmm. everything can seem like an offense. Yeah. And being able to recognize, no, that's not the case. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, two people who grew up differently. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, coming back again to that quote, two forgivers yeah. in marriage, two servants. It's like, okay, yep. Yeah. I hear, I, you know, one servant mm -hmm. can say, I hear you in that process and you're valuable to me. And yes, I can do something about that. You know, that's a wicked difference between, you know, what's the big deal mm -hmm. for crying out loud, get over it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's that, if, you know, that's that pride, mm -hmm. you know, humility, you know, difference yeah. personified, if you will, to yeah. a certain degree and a simplified version, of course, but yeah. yeah. And, you know, how do we go through a whole thing about forgiveness and not talk about Jesus quote about how many mm -hmm. times I forgive? Did we? I mentioned that earlier, but yeah. It, seven yeah. times seven. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we did mention that's how you don't you, you, you we can't you can't get through it without mentioning we exactly. already did so we're going to yeah. add it twice but yeah this is i love that context of you know someone asking how many times i have to forgive someone who offends yes. me and seven times he says 70 times seven yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. just, it's kind of this exponential concept yep. of you know just keep forgiving yeah yeah. yeah, and it's, there's nothing magical about you know seven the numbers. Times, seven, yeah, seven. When you reach seventy-seven, it's like all right, now you can be. <laughs> now you, you let can, the hammer down. That's right. That's right. No. Yeah, it was this idea that whatever you think it is, it's way more. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So get used to just doing it and stop counting, basically. And being able to recognize that you know, it's not ignoring the offense. Yeah. It's, it's still being able to have the choice that I don't hold on to that resentment that builds while I'm keeping track. Mm. And I think, you know, it, it, there is a definite freedom in that ability to be able to say, okay, yep. Yeah. And, it, and I'm not saying it's as nonchalant, you know, as, okay, yeah, I forgive you. Because some, you know, events, you know, whew, 
you yeah. know, that's where the time comes in. Cause yeah. it's like, okay, but you don't recognize this has happened before, you know, mm-hmm. this has happened, you know, and, and to, yeah. you know, and I guess that's the beauty of the life Jesus lived, you know, it's like, he always forgave in the process of an additional offense, Yeah. you know, this more and more. And, you know, yeah. it's like, that's a, that's a real heart dynamic because he recognizes the, you know, the freedom that comes with that. Cause if anybody could have held a, a grudge, it would be Jesus yeah. in that process of perfection. It's like, yeah. you know, but he didn't. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a, hmm. a nugget. Oh, you you just, you just lost your nugget. <laughs> your nugget fell out of your pocket. <laughs> I could see it. You had something you were ready to say. And I went three seconds too long <laughs> and now you're gonna have to go like another 18 yeah, seconds. i hear you probably about it was about jesus in the process of being able to forgive even though he was perfect he still that's, forgave that's and that. and <laughs> freedom that comes from forgiveness for the individual that's too much pressure i'm not gonna be able to do it. okay it'll come back that's all right a little weird. i was gonna say maybe not in this program but no, yeah. it was good. I don't <laughs> I'm sure it was. Nugget. I'm sure it was. Yes. That's why I was. Oh. Nice job. Oh, Woo. He found it. It felt good enough that I was like, I don't know if I want to end without saying it. I okay. can't remember. All right. So, Say it uh, now. <laughs> the, the, key, the key to forgiveness in, from Jesus' perspective is having mm. a view on uh, you know how much we've been forgiven. Oh, sure. Right? And yep. so I, I can't really imagine how much more difficult it, it is to be a forgiving person if you really have this view of being on the pedestal or the throne mm. or like you know i'm kind of i'm you know the one human being in this world who doesn't do all the bad things you know mm. you think about mm. driving and so everyone else mm. is a stupid driver mm. right sure this and you know that's a funny thing but like we kind of do that like every person in our lives we kind of think you know, I'm I'm the pinnacle of integrity, mm. and everyone else is kind of. Although you you might have a few bright lights in the distance of people you look at and think, well, they're probably better than me. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We kind of have this idea of I need to be forgiven less because the reasons mm. I do things are obvious, and you know, I have these wounds. My or, intentions are good. Yeah, exactly. You, you you're able to justify. It. You're able to mm-hmm. give yourself plenty of forgiveness. <laughs> funny you know mm-hmm. um depending on what you did now there are some people who struggle with forgiveness for themselves for various you know i'm not gonna go there but that's certainly a thing um, sure but is. what jesus would speak about was you know he gave this parable of the servant who went to this you know his you know the guy who borrowed my money mm-hmm. from right mm-hmm. and he said i'm sorry i don't have the money and the guy was pretty upset he said well you know i'm gonna throw you in jail or whatever and mm-hmm. he said please you know forgive me Mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'll make it right or whatever. And he said, you know what? I am going to forgive you, and you don't have to make it right. I forgive you 100%. You mm-hmm. don't owe me. We're good. And they mo- moved on with their life. Well, a little bit later, that same servant was forgiven that debt, and it was a large, large debt, like a mm-hmm. life debt type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, he had his own someone who borrowed money from him or something, and it mm-hmm. was a small, much smaller amount, and... You know, the person said, I'm sorry, I can't pay it. And he said, ah, you're in trouble. And he threw him in jail, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. he, he basically, Jesus was saying, uh, and what was the rest of that parable? Does he, he goes, this is the original person. 
Yeah, in other words, he was kind of like coming out of the temple as it was, and then other people who witnessed that dynamic went and reported it to the official that, like, Joe didn't forgive, Yeah, you know, Bill, Bill. because he had, and so it got back to the official, and the official resummed, resummonsed him and basically said, you know, you wicked fool, you, yeah. you know, how are you to, you know, not forgive that individual who you know, offended yeah. you when I forgave you this lifetime yeah. of indebtedness. Yeah. And basically put all the debt back on him, threw him in jail. That yeah. I kind of think. Yeah. So Jesus, that was the parable for essentially the amount of forgiveness that, you know, he has given us mm-hmm. for the offenses that we've done, as, you know, especially if, we, if we've mm-hmm. accepted his, mm-hmm. you know, payment for our sins. Sure. And he's saying, how can you with that debt paid, then mm-hmm. go and hold your spouse mm-hmm. that debt for the, you know, splatter on the mirror, right? Like, sure. how can you do that when mm-hmm. you've been forgiven this much? And I think mm-hmm. that's a really important perspective for someone like me who struggles with resentment to get back to, to say, well, you know, I messed up too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been forgiven a lot and I, not just by Jesus, but by my spouse, and by, you know, Mark, and by whoever, right? Like, these mm-hmm. people that I tend to hurt with just my normal patterns in life, you know, um, that I think I can forgive this thing, you know? Sure. I think that's part, one of the tools. But, yeah, I just, I felt like it was important. You know, I just really want to share that nugget. It, the yeah. one that fell on the floor, I picked it back up and dusted <laughs> it off. But, nice, uh, nice job finding it rather quickly, even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Thank good. you for uh, rounding out the, the parable. <laughs> I, I, I was a little fuzzy on the the ending but you you nailed it it's all good happy to be here mark and justin's version there you go yes yes paraphrase yeah so thanks for sharing on forgiveness justin yeah yeah thanks for bringing the topic not a problem happy to do so this is how we see it hey thank you for listening to our podcast if you like how i see it Please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.